This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Hey guys, it's Owen from United View here, answering some questions ahead of Manchester United's match against Tottenham Hotspur this coming Wednesday night at Old Trafford. If you enjoyed today's video, you can find me every single day, week, month, year at United View. Uh, I do all of the content with Flex and the gang there, so be sure to check it out. Covering all things Manchester United, news, games, matches, you name it, we cover it there at United View, so be sure to check that out. But let's get into some of these questions ahead of that big Premier League clash on Wednesday. So the first is, what have you made of your season so far? Who have been your standout players? Well, now that is certainly a question. Who have been the standout players for Manchester United this season? And what have you made of the season so far? How long have you got? (laughs) I'm not sure how long this video is meant to be because I could talk for hours about this season so far. Obviously, started really badly at Old Trafford against Brighton, got worse against Brentford. And just when you thought that it was going to be last season all over again, but worse, and you did fear a little bit, I guess, for Eric Ten Hag, was he going to get swallowed up by this ginormous job at Manchester United? We then bounced back four Premier League victories in a row. That got put to a stop playing against Man City. But then we bounced back again against Everton, away at Goodison Park. And then, on top of that, you then get the disappointing draw against Newcastle. So, essentially, it's been very inconsistent for Manchester United this season so far. And I think that that's that's going to be the case for United this season. It's, it's going to be just that. Very stop-start, very inconsistent, very much two steps forward, one step back, and then two steps back and one step forward. 
it's going to be a long process under Eric Ten Hag. We're certainly in a rebuild. We spent a lot of money in the summer, so there's still expectations there. And it's Manchester United, so there's always going to be expectations there. But I think in reality... That's what it's going to be. It's going to be an inconsistent season. There are going to be difficult and bad results. Hopefully not on Wednesday, but that's what it's that's what it's been. I think that the big results we have had this season at home against the likes of Liverpool and Arsenal were somewhat unexpected, but we played really well. Whenever we've underperformed in terms of effort and work ethic, that's when we've tended to have poor. Poor, poor results. So it, it's been a difficult one to judge so far. It's still early to judge Eric Ten Hag. I think unanimously, most fans would say we feel like we've got the right coach, but obviously there are issues above him in terms of who owns the club and the executives at the club and whether or not any manager can see, succeed in that structure remains to be seen. But that's been the season so far. In terms of standout players, uh, Lissandro Martinez was a summer signing that I think has been excellent. I, he's the best Post him and Varane are the best defenders at the club, but he's certainly one of the best players on the ball. Ironically enough, Christian Eriksen, uh, a former Spurs player, has been fantastic this season. Free transfer, already the best technical midfielder we have at the club, easily by far. And Marcus Rashford's had a bit of a renaissance, as it were, in terms of getting September Player of the Month. He's certainly improved from last season. I still think he's got a way to go, but they've been the players that have stood out. Anthony Martial has been incredibly injury-prone and hasn't even played 90 minutes, but still he's managed to affect games that he has played. Whether or not he plays on Wednesday remains to be seen, but certainly they've been standout players. Uh, the next question is, have you been pleased with the performances this season? I kind of touched on this a second ago, really, didn't I? That It's difficult to say, especially in comparison to last season. Last season... I think there are more positives at Manchester United than there were previously. I think defensively, we have improved. And you could say, well, Owen, you conceded six goals against Manchester City. How is that defensively better? You conceded four goals against Brentford. Those first two games of the season, the Brightford and Brentford games, it's, already, it's almost like Ten Hag has moved past them. He, he saw those two results, and we were trying to play a different style of football at that point. We were trying to play Ten Hag, Ajax-style football, and he saw it doesn't work. Manchester United can't play the ball out the back. They can't play out from the defence. We don't necessarily have the keeper for it. We don't have the players to play the possession-based football he would like. So we pivoted. We changed. We became a bit more of a, a, a counter-attacking side. We sit a little bit deeper. And because of that, we got results. The games, as I mentioned, against Liverpool and Arsenal, the big results this season, were the ones that I think you know most United fans were happy with. And again, that that's when they've shown you know, uh, dedication. That's when they've shown aggressiveness. That's when they've shown desire on the pitch. And that's really... For myself, I can't talk for all fans, but I think that's, you know, that, that's all that I'm looking for. I'm looking for work ethic. I'm looking for um, players getting stuck in. And sometimes you don't see that, unfortunately. You haven't seen that for Manchester United. So in terms of being pleased with performances so far, again, it, they've been so inconsistent, it's difficult to say. But I do think, I do think there is progression there. Uh, the next question was, do you think uh, Eric Ten Hag is the right man to take the club forward? Are fans happy right now? Well, obviously, I can't speak for all of the fans. I can only speak for myself. But Eric Ten Hag, I believe, is the coach. I do believe he's the coach to do it for Manchester United. I think that, and more Spurs fans might not like this, um, a great example is someone like Mikel Arteta at Arsenal, whereby you bring him in, and in his mind he has a certain way that he wants his team to play but he can't do that straight away he might not have the players to do that straight away he might not um 
believe or trust the players enough to play in the style he would want to play. Because of that, it's going to take time. Players have to be brought in. Players have to leave as well. And they have to stamp their authority, the manager does on the club. So I think Eric Ten Hag absolutely is the right guy for United. I think he has the uh, authority. I think he has the personality. I think he has... Um, the respect and vision required to succeed at United, but it's going to take a lot of time. And unfortunately, at Manchester United, not that you don't get time, but that expectation is so big. And whilst there is an understanding by a lot of United fans, I think, that of where we are right now and that we're not good enough and we're not going to be competing for Premier League titles anytime soon, once you start getting into year two, three, four, and possibly five, I mean, no United managers last longer than three years since Sir Alex, but once you start getting into those second or third years, expectations grow more and more, and they're already high anyway. So he'll have to deliver fairly quickly this season. Not that it's a write-off, but I think the expectation is that it's going to be a challenging one. And... From what I've seen, fans are fairly happy with Eric Ten Hag, and I think they understand and appreciate his determination, his vision, and his progressiveness as the coach. Uh, Ronaldo scored a hat-trick last season against Spurs. Do you think Ten Hag will give him much game time going forward, as he seems frustrated right now at Old Trafford? Well, look, when you bring up Cristiano Ronaldo, it gets a lot of people talking, and it's an incredibly divisive subject. Ronaldo wanted to leave this past summer. That is factual. Uh, In addition to that... There was no clubs that wanted to pick him up. Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, um, other clubs as well came out. uh, Napoli was another one. All came out and said that they were not interested. Bayern Munich came out and said they weren't interested publicly. Had an offer been on the table, I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo would be at the club anymore. I think Eric Ten Hag has made a decision that he doesn't fit um, Manchester United's style of play anymore. And you have seen it in games that he's played this season where he lacks the fluidity or the mobility that Ten Hag is looking for from his striker. But that's not to say Cristiano Ronaldo can't be effective for Manchester United and score goals because he can. In addition to that, you do have to take into account he missed preseason. He played one preseason game, which is at Old Trafford right at the end of preseason because of the, the personal family issues that he was going through at the time. So he's already been behind. He did look sharper against Everton where he scored his 700th club career goal. But he's not hes not the first choice for Eric Ten Hag. Anthony Martial is the number one choice for Eric Ten Hag. Do I expect him to get much game time going forward? I, I do, because we don't have many other options. Cristiano Ronaldo is our only recognised striker, really, in the squad right now. And even then, sometimes he hasn't been playing. Ten Hag's preferred to go with Marcus Rashford again, because he wants that mobility and fluidity in the front three. So, in terms of Wednesday... I'd probably expect Ronaldo to start. He came off, uh, was the only substitution against Newcastle and and Rashford replaced him. But I would expect Rashford to start out from the left and Ronaldo to start up front. But as far as next season, do I expect Ronaldo to be at United next season? No. Do I expect uh, Ronaldo to be at United in January? I do, though. I I don't think he'll move uh, during the season, but I do think he'll leave at the end of the season. Thoughts on Ericsson this season? Well, I touched on him earlier on. He's been absolutely sensational. I think that some of the criticism levied towards him, or towards United, really, and maybe it's just social media. You know what it's like. (laughs) Um, But some of the criticism towards United, oh, you're happy that you signed a player with a pacemaker, and it's not a pacemaker, it's an internal defibrillator. But a lot of people were judging Christian Ericsson based on the horrifying incident that happened to him in Copenhagen last year. And I think that's so unfair and so wrong. If you're going to judge Christian Eriksen on anything, if you're going to define Christian Eriksen on anything, you should define him 
and what he's been able to do since that massive setback. Now, this was a guy that his life nearly ended on the football pitch. And for him just to come back in general and play football is remarkable. But just over a year later, to be playing for a club like Manchester United, regardless of what we've achieved or haven't achieved in the last few years, it's still one of, if not the biggest club in world football. For him to be already such an integral part of that team... Uh, a team of the stature of Manchester United is a huge credit to Christian Eriksen and we saw the difference of what can happen if he's not available this past weekend against Newcastle Eriksen wasn't available and we really struggled we looked like we couldn't create anything Fred replaced him and he was incredibly poor so Eriksen already has become vital to our success this season we saw it against Arsenal and Liverpool Eriksen was fantastic and we've wanted you all know Spurs fans we've wanted Eriksen for a really 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 long time at several points we've been in for him before he came to Spurs whilst he was you know on the way out from Spurs and now our after that comeback at Brentford. So he's been fantastic for us and fingers crossed he can uh, lead to some damage against yourselves on Wednesday. Uh, what have you made of Tottenham's season so far and your thoughts on Conte? Do you think he will be successful at Spurs? Do you think he will win something at Tottenham? Tottenham have been a really interesting proposition as, a, as an opposition fan so far this season because I've seen uh, some criticism of the style of play. I've seen some criticism that it's a tough watch. I've seen some criticism that whilst uh, you know possession and chances created might be at the lower part of the league, in comparison though, goals scored and shots on target is at the highest part of the league. And you can't, you know, you, ca you can't ignore that Spurs, I think, have had the best start to a Premier League season that they've ever had. That's Antonio Conte. When you get Conte as a manager, he brings with it results. It's just, it's just what it is. It's part of the formula. It's factual, and you know, it's almost like the Mourinho factor in, in an essence, isn't it? In that, that if you you're willing, or at least I think most people are, are willing to overlook performances that are tough on the eye if you get results. And I think that'll be the case for Spurs this season. I think Spurs are will probably get top four again because that's what Conte does. Now, if he can win something with Spurs, and I mean something substantial, more than the League Cup, which of course was the last trophy you won in 2008, I believe it was, Jonathan Woodgate. If he can win something more than that with Spurs, then that will be one of the biggest achievements in his career. I, I don't see him winning a Premier League title with Spurs ever, to be honest with you. But in terms of winning an FA Cup, entirely possible. Um, Champions League, don't see it. His record in Europe is very poor. But... You know, this, this I think he's the right guy for Spurs right now. And as I mentioned, whilst I think some might be frustrated with the style of football, the the numbers that uh, speak for themselves and um, their their quality, they really are those numbers that he puts on the board. So as far as winning something at Spurs, I, I think that is going to be somewhat challenging. Um, I mentioned maybe a cup. Uh, as far as a league title, that is several seasons away. I don't see that. But so far, they're keeping up the pace relative to Arsenal and, and City. Obviously, disappointing result for you against Arsenal uh, at the Emirates recently. But I, I'm in no doubt that it's going to be a very difficult game. Um, your favourite moments from previous Premier League meetings, Man United versus Tottenham. Well, I mean, it's, it wasn't it wasn't at Old Trafford. But, of course, you have to look at the 5-3, right? Spurs freed up at half-time at White Hart Lane. Manchester United turn it around to win 5-3. It's a classic Premier League result that I also look back to I forget what year it was I want to say 2008 2009 I might have my years wrong slightly there but Spurs came to Old Trafford and went 2-0 up and Manchester United ended up winning the game 5-2 that was peak Sir Alex peak uh proper 
you know, uh, they were such a strong side at that period of time. Ronaldo, Rooney, Tevez. I, I think Berbatov was even playing for United at that point too. Just outrageous strength in depth for Manchester United. It was absolutely phenomenal. So they would probably be my favourite United meetings. And of course, what did Sir Alex used to always say to the guys before we played uh, Tottenham? Come on, guys. It's Tottenham. That's what he used to say. Next question was, which current Spurs players would get into United starting eleven? That is a good question. <sighs> I think Romero at centre-back, possibly. But I like our centre-back, so I don't think Verana Martinez are very, very good. Um, obviously, you would look at people like Harry, Harry Kane gets in any Premier League side. Hyung Min Song gets in any Premier League side. I really like Kulisevsky as well. I think he'd probably get into a United side too. And even midfielders, people like Benton Court, Hoiberg. Whilst we've got Eriksen, we've got Casemiro. Uh, I don't know if they'd get in over Casemiro, but clearly you'd go with Son, you'd go with Kane, you'd go with Kulisevsky. Some people might go with Romero, I guess. Um, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. You can let me know in the comment section below. In terms of predicted lineup and score prediction, I think the lineup for United would probably be De Gea and Gold. Just celebrated 500 appearances for Manchester United. Right back, it will be Diogo Dallo. That's 10 hugs. Always his pick at right back. Centre-back partnership will be Varane and Martinez. Left-back, chances are it's Luke Shaw. He's found himself back into the side. Got into excellent shape recently. Midfield, I mean, it, it's, it depends if Eriksen is available. He was out um, of action through illness at the weekend. So here's hoping he'll be back. But if he is back, you'll be looking at Eriksen, probably Casemiro in front of them. Most likely Marcus Rashford. Again, he was under the weather at the weekend, which is why he didn't start against Newcastle, but probably Rashford off the left-hand side. Then it would be Bruno Fernandes, captaining the side. Right-hand side will be Anthony. He's Ten Hag's guy. Up front, most likely Cristiano Ronaldo. Again, Anthony Martial could be close to a return, but even if he is, chances are he'd probably be on the bench. And finally, where do you think Spurs and Man United should slash will finish at the end of the season? Spurs first... Well, I think the top four will be um, City, Arsenal. I think Chelsea will will develop more. So probably Chelsea and then uh, Spurs. I think even though Liverpool won at the weekend, I think they're off it. I think United are going to finish fifth this season, most likely. So I would say Spurs fourth and United fifth. I just think we might be a little bit too inconsistent, but... It's a long way to go, and it's difficult to predict, um, especially with the World Cup on the horizon, and that could certainly change things. But there you go. A reminder, you can catch me every day, week, month, year on United View, covering all things Manchester United. Appreciate you having me on, Chris, and I'll speak for you again very, very soon. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details.
Let me guess. Unknown caller. You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.